Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu with him. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with actor and producer Jason Mazza. And it's a wonderful chat. Jason is a fellow Essex boy and we, we go in in a little bit of uh, Essex history and this, uh, it's a wonderful chat. Before uh, we get going, just a few thank yous. I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. If you've not checked out the network that this podcast is on, please do so. Um, there's a whole wealth of great podcasts to be enjoyed over there. Um, I'd like to thank 76 for producing this podcast. And what I should also say is uh, once you get to the end of today's episode, then uh, why not have a rummage in the archives and see what other episodes are especially if this is your first time listening to the podcast you can you can hear I mean, we, we, we talk about some other Essex actors in here like such as James Buckley there's an episode where I speak to to James um, and if you like yeah you know your actors and I've also spoke to Maxine Peake Amanda Abington Michael Smiley Joe Hartley and if you're into music you can listen to my chats with Fatboy Slim Tommy Lee and Motley Crue Melanie Cedar Spice Girls there's a, a whole wealth, Chuck D, a public enemy. There's a, a big sort of cross-section of of creatives, comedians such as James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Macy Adam. So, yeah, there's a bundle of stuff. Go and have a rummage. There's about 250 episodes, so I'm sure you'll find something over there that will grab your attention. Um, and also, if you'd like to support the podcast, um, that will be much appreciated. You can do that and also get even more content by heading over to my Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash off the beaten track. And over there, I'll put up radio shows, video episodes, and all sorts of stuff. And you can support the, the podcast for about 71p a week. And there's also about 300 episodes in the back catalogue that you can get your hands on as well over there that have never been released to the public. So a great big bundle of stuff uh, that's all there for, for your ear holes. And the one-stop shop to find out about all of these things is www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. That's beat and, not beaten, beatandtrackpodcast.com. Okay, today's episode. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Jason Mazza. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with him. We are recording, sitting opposite me today via the means of Zoom. Jason Marza, hello. Hello, mate. How are How you? How are you? 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm 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 really good, mate. I'm uh, I'm pleased to be here. You know, all things all things considered, um, I'm still managing to be. You know, it's a crazy time right now, but uh, but I'm still trying to keep positive, trying to keep fit. Um, so yeah, making the best of a, of a bad situation. Before we start talking sort of songs and and, and your creative journey, I just casting your mind back over the last sort of 10 months how have you found it um personally and how have you found it professionally <sighs> personally it's been um look, i don't think anyone in this situation hasn't been affected in a in a negative way um i think i am lucky that i've always tried and this has definitely tested that to sort of approach things in a positive way and approach things of well what can i get out of this really rubbish naff situation and so and and that that sort of applies personally and and professionally but you know for example for me personally was do you know what i need to get fit um and um this is the perfect excuse to do that because we can't really do much else so actually i'm going to make sure that every day i get out you know at least once and, and have a long jog and and do my hit workouts in the garden and i've really sort of i've stuck to that and i think that really helps your your mind and then professionally i've been i've been lucky that you know, obviously acting on set has continued, but it is slightly less less busier. But obviously, you know, I'm involved on the other side of the camera. I run a production company called Unstoppable. And um, and again, a lot of that stuff could just continue. So, uh, you know, I'm, I also understand that I'm in a bit of a fortunate position. Now, work's continued. We've been able to keep really busy. And I think having that every day is really, really helpful because I know some people have not been able to work as much as they would have liked. And, you know, it can drive you crazy. Um but but yeah, so it's been been tough, but tried to make the best of it. You know, I think routine has really helped as well. You know, setting those. You know, I'm going to get up at this time, and these are the jobs that I'm going to do today. And for me, even if they're small things, I'll, you know, I'm going to read that newspaper article that I like at, at ten, and at eleven, I'm going to make myself some brunch. Silly little things, but I think us as humans are brilliant at having routines. And I think reminding yourself having that. Giving that, giving yourself that framework is um is a brilliant, brilliant way to try and get through this sort of mad time. I think it's a like to have them kind of that infrastructure in place, and 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 I find that that's also a healthy distraction, you know, because what you don't want to be doing is just getting up and sticking the news on because it's just going to fill you full of fear and and worry and stuff. And I think having them things to do, whether it's work or or whether it is going to making brunch at this time, I do think it's a distraction from concerning yourself we all know what's outside the front door and no one's a fan of it we all know it's horrible but you don't need to immerse yourself in it you just got to do what you got to do and I think within your own kind of circumstances if you can you know keep chugging along and put you know that infrastructure in place I think that's a really healthy thing to do yeah I mean I I I rarely watch the news I think obviously the main bulletins and and if you're in any sort of social media you're going to always get the main main headlines but for me I tend not to do it because I just find it very depressing and like you said I think you have to identify that in yourself if you're someone that is really affected by what you're hearing everyone knows what's going on and like you say maybe you go do you know what I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna immerse myself in it anymore to further sort of make this situation that we're going through worse and I think that you know that's a call you have to make as an individual but for me the news is unfortunately a very sad and depressing thing so if I can avoid it I, I will yeah absolutely let's talk records um Jason, for your first track, I'm going to ask you what you regard as the song that has the greatest ever intro, please. Yeah, I think I gave you. I, I don't know what we what we ended up going with, but I, I gave you two options, didn't I? Because they're you, both you, iconic. You can choose one, and you can have an honourable mention. Yeah, well, I, I think. Okay, I think I'll go with um, 
Oasis, uh, Wonderwall. Um, but we will give an honourable mention to, to Marvin Gaye. And uh, uh, let's get it on because the three chords in that, you just hear that and then you're just like, yes. Uh, it just, honestly, as soon as you hear that on the radio or whatever, I'm like, yeah, this is my jam. Uh, and then obviously Oasis, Wonderwall, for me, that's just a classic. And it? it's just like, do you know what I mean? Whenever you hear that on, it's just, it's just iconic. Um, it's such a big, big tune. Um, so that's why, yeah, and it's such a great intro as well. When you hear that sort of start kicking in, um, yeah, for me, that was just, yeah, that was just come, come to my mind straight away. When you're putting together, you know, as, as, as a production company, when you're putting together shows, uh, how much emphasis, I mean, I, I normally ask, you know, when I speak to musicians, ask them this question, obviously directed more at them being musicians, but as, as somebody that owns a production company, when you're putting together a show, how important is that, that introduction and how much thought do you give music on that? it's interesting intros for your shows like just massive just massive because especially in tv actually i mean i think it's the same for for movies but i feel like nowadays the generation of s4 tv and what i mean by that is your netflixes your apples your amazons there's so much content out there that i need to grab you in the first five minutes. Like if I'm not grabbing the audience in the first five minutes, they've already switched off and they're going through and they're seeing what else they can watch. So for us, that opening is, is incredibly um, important. The intro to, to your show, it's like you need to set the tone of the show. Um, you need to get, get your characters introduced. You need to get the audience engaged from the very off. So, yeah, I mean, I can't stress enough. We spend a lot of time making sure that that works. And, 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 and yeah, so – and then in terms of music in that – Again, it depends on what the show is. So, for example, we have a um, we have a show that starts um, next Monday, next Monday the first of February. It's a thriller, and actually, we don't have your sort of traditional track. We have we have a, um, a a really important bit of score that's really atmospheric. But again, that's almost as important as as, as the story because that's what's really bringing the audience in, helping to carve that feeling, that edge of your seat, that tension, that thrill ride, and then conversely. Uh, got a movie out on Friday. Uh, this called Twist, which is the um, an Oliver Twist remake. And again, that kicks off with a massive, massive track. And so again, that that was really important to that because the audience is straight into the world. You want energy. There's a big sort of action sequence. Uh, and so yeah, music openings like incredibly important to the storytelling process. That's so interesting that, that I'd, I'd never thought of it like that. But every time I speak to musicians, they will say that you know in 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 the current trends of of how you know, younger people listen to music now. The attention spans are getting slightly shorter. You know, it's, it's Snapchat and it's like, so now a lot of kind of mainstream pop music starts with a chorus and it's like two and a half minutes. There's no fat on the bone. It's just all killer. And it's just really interesting that that kind of translates into, into TV and film with obviously in lockdown, I've spent probably more hours flicking through what to watch than actually watching. And so it's really true, isn't it? That I guess you've got to hook them quickly yeah yeah 100 yeah the pressure now for 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 sort of content creators and filmmakers and television makers is insane and like you say people like you know things like snapchat instagram um tiktok they put such a pressure because your viewing habits as an audience you just get used to it speeding up so you have to match that so super super high pressure Mm. where's that going to end (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know you know it, it's, it's kind of scary because I, I i don't know if you've done it on youtube but you can watch youtube videos at different speeds now and so you can like 1.5 exit or 2 exit and and even me on some of the videos i'm watching if it's like an informational one 
you might go, do you know what? I'm going to 1.5x this because I'm just getting all the information very, very quickly. Yeah. So it's really scary. It's it's really scary. Um, I mean, I could talk for ages, but on a, on a side note, I'll just say that I feel like um, VR, VAR, and and that gaming side of things merging with cinema is going to become a a, a a thing for sure because the experiences and that you sort of I don't know if you've ever done VAR but it's incredible what you can do now and I think for me that's where the future of television cinema we're all going to be able to be at home with our headsets completely immersed because once you're in that world it heightens everything a hundred percent and so I think that's where it goes to catch up with this TikTok and Instagram and, and Snapchat and whatnot yeah. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, okay, for track two. Uh, I'm going to ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I remember going to the cinema when I was when I was very young. Um, I think with my my mum and my nan. So this is well embarrassing, but obviously my girl, the movie, and obviously they played that song, and I mean I was in bits. I was in bits, which is never cool, <laughs> especially not to cry in front of your your mum and your nan. But um, such a beautiful movie. And I just remember being really, really upset at the end of it. I wasn't ready for it. And obviously you've got the song. And so, yeah, that has a real uh, emotional um, pull, pull for me. Yeah. There was so much emphasis on that, though, I think, that, that you know, in, in that film, because he was, the you know, for anyone in their younger days, he was the, the biggest star of his generation, wasn't he? And this was like the first film where he has his first on-screen sort of peck and like, yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it's you know, spoiler alert. It's it's quite tragic, isn't it? And uh, I should not have been put through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've still got issues from it now, so that's why. That, you know, and the other crazy, I blame that. Um, so, where was the cinema? Where was home growing up? Uh, that was that was um, that was in Romford, I think, in Essex. Um, 
before it all, you know, now, well, Romford's got a, a thing called The Brewery now, which um, has all been revamped and there's a new cinema and stuff. And But back in the day when when we went there, I mean, no, my mum, she probably bunked us in, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it definitely wasn't what it, what it, what it was, what it is now. Um, but yeah, that was, that was sort of the local cinema. How was it growing up in Romford? Well, weirdly, I never, I actually grew up very young, like my early, early years. I was actually in East London, um, around sort of Bowway. And then probably when I was like four or five, the, the parents moved out to, to Essex. But, but weirdly, my dad had like a little cafe in Victoria Park. Um, and, and so I spent my time growing up between Romford, Essex and then in, in East London. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, um, it's funny cause I think dad's had far too much time on his hands at the minute and uh, he's been pulling up all of the old videos and, and to be fair to him, he videoed everything. Um, so I'm getting all every day on the phone. He's worked, he's used that, he's worked out how to use WhatsApp video. So he's videoing the video and sending them <laughs> to me. Um, and I'm like, dad, I'm trying to work. Um, but he, uh, but you're pulling out all of these old videos and you know, we had, we just had no money, like, you know, really humble, humble, humble upbringings and seeing me in like oversized school uniforms that are clearly like my mum's like this will last, I'm six. And she's like, this will last until he's 10. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just, you know, but I was very lucky Like my parents are still together. They stay together, which is, you know, I think that that's just a blessing. And I know it's quite unusual, but I was really blessed about that. You know, we're just everyday hardworking people, grafters, which I think where I get my sort of work work ethics from. Um, but good people always having a laugh, always making the best of of the situation. Um, but yeah, so no, it was, uh, listen, I, I had a really nice time, and uh, you know, I love Essex, I love East London. I feel privileged that I got to spend a bit of time in in, in both areas. So um, so yeah, honestly, I you know I was lucky. Uh, I mean, okay, you know, I, I I grew up sort of ten miles up the road from from you in, in Romford uh, and and obviously you know we, we often go into London as well and I just wonder how you see East London now as to what it was like in you know Victoria Park in your sort of formative years because the areas in general has been gentrified quite quite heavily and I, I just wonder what your thoughts were on that. Yeah I mean the, the, the area has obviously changed you know unbelievably now it's all you know beautiful sort of cafes and and uh, where you can get your avocado on toast and beautiful buildings and you know and and i always say if my parents would have you know got a place over there would have been loaded right now oh, yeah. um yeah but no um i mean i wish i actually really i wish i was a little bit older to experience it when i was young because you know as it was because the stories that my dad could tell you from vicky park the villains the old school gangsters the old school villains that used to go over there people like um lenny mclean who was like one of the you know the the most renowned bare knuckle boxers he'd go over there training on a weekend and, and see my dad. And then the stories my dad told me about people that came over there to try and sort of get money off him for protection. And, you know, having dealings with other legal ice cream vans that would pull up on his pitch. And, but just every, like you see every weekend, there'd be a different story, a different group of people, different characters. And I think they obviously all over time, as we did really just moved out of the sort of old East end and, and over time it, it's changed and it's all hipster now. And obviously you've got places like Shoreditch, which is just cool and trendy and don't get me wrong. I love all that. I still go up there and I, yeah. I, I enjoy it, but it's a, yeah, it's a different, it's a, it's a different, different world now. All right. Well, let's, let's stay in the formative years for track three, Jason. I'm going to ask you to song that reminds you of your time at school, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this one, this was later on in, in school, but, um, yeah, the Dr. Dre, uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem track, um, forgot about Dre. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that's got an amazing intro as well, to mm. be honest. Um, but yeah, I just remember bus rides when we all thought we were cool. Um, we weren't, we weren't cool. We definitely weren't cool. Um, but yeah, and just having that playing. Um, and I think mem- I remember some of the wealthier kids, not me, started getting the old MP. Remember the old MP3 uh, players? Yeah. They sort, of, they sort of started coming out. Um, or was it before? No, mini disc. Sorry, not, not MP3. No, before that, mini disc. Mm. So there was, there was mini disc, um, which was the in-between bit. Uh, and they looked really cool. And there was a couple of lads that had that. And we'd be playing that on, on, on the stereo. And so I just remember that on, on the journeys on the bus, back of the bus, thinking we were it listening to our, our Dr. Dre, forget about Dre, but yeah, great tune, great tune. How was school? Yeah, school School was um, school was good. You know, I, I mean, I was a little rascal. I was 100 miles an hour, as you probably probably could tell. Um, I was loud, surprise, shock horror. Um, was you confident? And, uh, um, probably like every kid, you know, I had a lot of bravado. Whether I was actually confident, I don't know. I mean, I definitely was, was gobby. I definitely talked back to the team. I, I, I apologise to any of the teachers <laughs> that, that may be tuning in, into this because um, I was I was a nightmare. You know, someone that just thought that he, he knew it all yeah. and I didn't. I mean, I, pro- I you know, sometimes I probably did call him out on the stuff, you know, well, why are we learning this, miss? And they're like, deep down, I don't know why they're learning this, but yeah. it's not for you to question it. Um, how is this going to help me later on in life? <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. I, I was a nightmare. and But I was lucky that I sort of, um, you know, my parents took, took education seriously. I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't do unbelievable, but I did, you know, I did all right well enough to sort of, you know, I then I went to school in Altminster in, in Essex and then I went and did my A-levels um, in, a, in, a, in a school in Brentwood. Um, so school was good. School was fun. You know, uh, you know, I've still got mates that, that I went to school with, which I think is a really nice, a nice sign and a nice thing. You know, two of my closest, you know, my closest pals I, I went to school with and we're, st- we're still friends, which is good. Um uh, and yeah, so no, I, I, I had a good time. I, I had a good time. Did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school? Yeah, yeah. From from early, from early, I, I sort of um, uh, I wanted to be an actor. You know, my parents, um, I think they were like, "What are we going to do with this energy? He's a lunatic. We need to do something." Heard about, and I was always like performing and just you know doing accents and whatnot. And they were like, "Well, maybe maybe acting could be." could be something for him and they put me in this little acting school um in Essex and uh and yeah and um and that I, I just loved it and I can't re- I couldn't can't really remember wanting to do any anything else really um was that the, and, the, the, the acting school in Romford yes yeah, so I went to um Collins Performing yeah. Arts in yeah it, which is no longer there now which is a oh, real really? shame yeah, it's not not there anymore. It was iconic. Um, such a great school. So many talented people came out of that. Jesse J, which we'll mention later, but you know, James Rochelle Buckley. from Saturday, James Buckley, you know, from from the Inbetweeners. Um, I mean, you know, Frankie from the Saturdays. I mean, some some amazing talented people. Oh, Jack Shalou, who's really doing his thing now in the acting world and the TV space. He's fantastic. So, so many great talented people came from that came from that that place, and it was a really good hub of very normal young kids but also they had a professionalism about them which was like this is serious and you've got you know if you want to do it you've got to take it seriously and I just I, I just loved it um yeah and so never really never could really remember wanting to do anything else you, you know you said you was um you, you was confident um I mean you've chosen a, a very difficult trade you know to, to to become successful in 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 what you've done and what you've done is incredible um and again, there's there's lots of elements of the of the arts that seems to be 
more heavily populated with with people that are slightly more privileged and don't, don't come from working class backgrounds. So, where I'm going with this question, Jason, is are you, are you driven? Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I say to anyone, privileged or not, like if you want to go into any creative industry, uh, you have to be driven because it, they're, they're just too hard. Whether that's and, I, and I, like you say, you got a lot of musicians on the show, but whether that's musician, whether that's you know acting directing writing whatever it is being in a creative industry is incredibly incredibly tough and so you just have to be driven then add to the fact that you may not come from a certain background then double that um and then again and then you know god forbid that you're a person of color double that again it you know it's a tough process and i I say to anyone that you know if if you love it and you can't think of anything else you want to do then you know it's for you because that's just the attitude that you have to have you can't go into it going I think I want to give it a crack. It just you got to go. I love this. I'm going to give everything I can to 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 make it to make it work. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think as I say, I am driven, but it's a necessity in in this game, definitely. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, we'll stay in the formative years for one last question, and this is the one where the answer's never going to be cool. Um, <laughs> What was the first song you remember buying from a record shop, Jason? Yeah, um, Achy Breaky Heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus. So, you know, I, I was down with the kids. Um, you know, it's, listen, it's a tune. Um, but yeah, that, and that was like one of the first songs that I just played over and over again, learned all the words to it. Probably couldn't recite one now, to be honest. But at the time, knew it inside out. And, um, and yeah, I think I was with my dad when I got it as well. Um, yeah, so and he loved that song as well. well you, I mean, just to touch on that, was there was there always music on at home growing up? Yeah, yeah. Dad, dad likes all the classics, you know, the old um, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. I mean, he, he literally has played the same songs for the consistently for the last <laughs> thirty years. You know, maybe the occasional Rod Stewart gets thrown in when he's had yeah. a drink. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, he, he loves it. Any any time he's had a drink, the music's on. It's Frank Sinatra. It's Dean Martin. It's a bit of Rod Stewart. Maybe a bit of Simply Red. Lovely, lovely. Okay, for track five, I'm going to ask you the song that soundtrack your years clubbing, please. Yeah. So so this was a tough one because obviously there was a few, but but Usher, um, yeah, that was. I just remember like so like just week after week that will be played and when that come on I just you know you just that was the song where you just was like yeah this is this is my tune and I look good dancing to this in retro uh, you know in actual fact definitely did not look good probably <laughs> dancing to that but it was no it was a good fun track still a good track where was clubbing yeah again Romford you know uh, ten, tended to go there if we were feeling a bit upmarket off to Brentwood. Um, but yeah, mainly, mainly it was, it, it was Romford Town Centre and, uh, you know, there, I mean, even, even now there's a lot of sort of different bars and, and, and clubs you could just hop around and, you know, yeah. A few years ago, I think it was, it was ridiculous. It was something like 
if I remember rightly, it was like 37 bars and clubs in, in Romford, uh, you know, that was open on a Saturday night to whatever o'clock. That's, that's phenomenal. I mean, I don't know how many are still going there. I've, I've not been out and about in Romford for a few years, and I'm sure this pandemic hasn't helped a, a lot of them. But I guess, has Hollywood shut by the time you was out clubbing? I think it, I, I, in my head... Yeah, I don't think I think I think it. I don't know whether it was still open, but it wasn't Hollywood's. Obviously, that's iconic. Yeah. But obviously, growing up, we used to, I used to pass it on the on the bus because that would be it would be in yeah. sort of the distance where the bus would pull in. And I, you know, I remember going. I'll I'll get there one day. I, 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 it's quite <laughs> it's coming back to me now. I did go to Hollywood's, but on, on an under eighteen night, so there was right. no alcohol. Um, and so and so I did go there for that. And then I think by the time that I got old enough to legally be able to go, um, I think it had changed. And then it wasn't long before it was then. I think turning to flats now. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Track six. Let's take you home. Uh, a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Yeah. So I, I went with um, Jesse J. Um, Who you are? It's a beautiful song, but for a couple of reasons. Obviously, I, I sort of know Jesse because obviously she went to the same acting performance school that I did, um, and then we've since met. You know, past our uh, past across. You know, being in this in this industry, and also. I did a film called um, Demons Never Die and um, she gave us that track, uh, you know, right after it came out. So it was unbelievably popular and um, we were sort of doing this indie little movie and we reached out and sort of, she sort of said, you know what, like, you know, I'll do you a bit of a touch and, and gave us a right good deal on, on, on the track. And so forever thankful for that great, tra- uh, great track, great song. Uh, and she's a, a brilliant artist. Do you feel a sense of pride when you see other people from your home? County sort of succeed in their in their chosen fields. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, it's a weird one because I feel like Essex is um, has quite a stigma to it. Um, so I always love seeing you know people crack on and, and do really well. You know, I, I, I you know there's some amazing stories from people from that county that have, that have gone on and cracked on, like Eddie Hearn. You know, more recently, what what that man has done for boxing. Um, is phenomenal. I mean, put put British boxing back on world stage. What he's done with his company, making it one of the biggest you know platforms in it globally, it just unbelievable. You know, he's marketing behind AJ and again Essex lad. You know, born and bred. You know, and even someone like um, I mean, it's, it's just so there is so many talented people. You know, Ollie Mer. I mean, it just there's just such a long, 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 brilliant list of uh, of talented people. So yeah, I think I am proud, but especially because. We do get a lot of stick. Sometimes it's deserved for sure, but there are some, you know, some brilliant, beautiful people from from Essex. Always, always lovely when they crack on and do well. Absolutely, I'm I'm friends with James Buckley. We 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 had a, a you know a, a business together, and we made a documentary called The Other Side of Essex about actual creatives from Essex. You know, rather than what the media is given you, you know, from reality shows and stuff. It was like, purely because when it come around, when that first movie come out, the first Inventorians movie, everybody was asking him if he went to Sugar Up and if he knew the cast. And he was like, no, no, I I don't know any of them. Like, it's not really where I'm from. It's not, you know, there's a different sort of Essex as well. And, And so, yeah, we... You know, he was he was keen to kind of show that as well, and it is. And you to touch on what you said about Eddie Hearn as a as a fight promoter to then go in and, and fundamentally, it feels like the politics haven't bitten with him. It feels like he's doing what Delahoya set out to do as a promoter, and that's give the fans the fights they want, and that's rare because money talks, obviously, but it feels like Eddie Hearn's kind of a fan first, then a promoter, and and again, like. 
messing with the kind of format of like YouTubers and that. I know as a boxing purist, I've got opinions on that, but it's giving other fighters on that undercard that are actual, I know they're all professional now, but actually, do you know what I'm saying? Like actual proper yeah, professional yeah. seasoned fighters, a platform where they could probably earn more money than they'd ever earn and fight in front of more people than they ever earn. And I think that, you know, I think Eddie Hearn's done something special there. I really do. I think he's, uh, he's a real maverick in that game. No, absolutely. And also I love the way he carries himself. He's, he's fantastic in interviews, which is, which is not easy. Um, and yeah, he, he's just doing so much for the sport. But like you say, there's a lot of people that are doing some, some really great things from, from, from Essex. So, um, so yeah, every time I read about it or see it, I, yeah, I love it. Wonderful. Last track, Jason, and you get to play DJ now. A song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Yeah, so I went with um, this track called All I Need. Uh, it's Jacob Collier, uh, who I really should have known a lot more about but didn't until recently. He won like a Grammy last year with an American artist, but he featured with uh, a girl called Mahalia. Um, if you don't know Mahalia's stuff, I really just recommend checking her out. I'm a bit biased because she is a mate, but... She's a phenomenal talent. Like I discovered her, I was literally on Twitter. You know, uh, I don't. Someone must have retweeted her, her track at the time. She had like I think three thousand followers. I see this young girl. I think she was sixteen at the time, just singing this track. Blew me away. And then getting to see her over the last sort of few years. You know, dropping an album, charting now, and then doing this track with a sort of a, a globally recognised artist, and that track doing really well. They were on Jimmy Fallon the other day. It's a really feel good uplifting track we all need that right now um but yeah she's just a really she's just a really fantastic artist if you haven't checked her out Mahalia definitely for sure but it's, it's a, just a great track well we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany this podcast so people can go and listen to all the tracks and Billy Ray Cyrus uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys sorry, sorry all the tracks that we spoke about today um before we uh, start to wrap it up uh Jace, I just want to know as we're entering into you know a new year, I think we're recording this on the twenty fifth, I believe, of January. You know, full of hope uh, that that this you know that things are going to return to a, a you know a much nicer kind of normality. Um, what are you looking forward to um, about twenty twenty one personally, and what's coming up professionally? I mean, how long have we got? Because there is, there is a lot of things I'm looking forward to. Uh, I mean, where do we start? I think, you know, going out with some mates, you know, and uh, having, having a drink, having some good food, hugging people left, right, and so I'm a, I'm a hugger. So yeah. this is, you know, this is, yeah, I mean, this is just, just sad, not better to give people a, a, I, I a can't spoon. do that elbow thing, man. I can't do it. It's just like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, playing football. I mean, I know we're, been able to do a bit of that but then it's gone again I, I, I love playing me sort of five side seven side football that's all stopped but I think human interaction mate, I think we this is this is proven that you know we all need it we all miss that communication we all miss that bond uh, and yeah so for me I'm just I just can't wait to sort of mingle with people have a great night out you know maybe if we're lucky enough we'll have a holiday at some point that'd be nice as well um, but yeah definitely that's on the sort of on, on the personal personal ones and then on um on professional, I suppose, you know, we're lucky that we've got a real busy time right now. We've got um, Bulletproof is out on 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 Sky right now, and uh, it's a South Africa special. And so if you haven't seen that, check that out. And then we're very lucky that we just announced that we're going to be doing uh, another season, which starts filming, fingers crossed, in the summer. Uh, and then, let's say, 
twist is out on, on, on Friday. Um, if you've got Sky Cinema with, and that's with Michael Caine and Lena Headey and Risa, Risa Ora. And then lastly, the drowning's out uh, the next month, uh, Monday, the 1st of Feb. So I don't know when this is going to come out, but again, that's a real cool edge of your seat thriller four part uh, across the week uh, on channel five, starting on the yeah, Monday, the 1st of Feb. So, so yeah, you know, lucky, fortunate in a really good position, you know, hopefully bringing out some work that people are going to, going to enjoy. And then, um, yeah, and let's see what else we can do for the for the rest of the year. Wonderful. Well, look, best of luck with it all. Thanks so much uh, for your time today, Jason. And if listeners want to keep up to speed on on everything you're doing, where's the best place to sort of find out what you're up yeah. to? Yeah, tw- Twitter's, Twitter's, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So it's just at Jason Mazza on Twitter and then same for the Instagram. Um, yeah, so yeah, check me out on there and hopefully I'll be mildly, mildly amusing. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks loads, mate. I really appreciate your time. No, my pleasure, buddy. Thank you. There you go. What top fella Jason is. And uh, go and check out the, the Spotify playlist now. Go and get stuck into some Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, which will be sitting in between uh, all of Jason's other um, song choices. Um, really enjoyed that. Hope you got as much joy uh, listening to that as I did talking to Jason. It's always nice when there's some kind of reference points that, you know, we, we, growing up so so close to... Uh, Jason's hometown there's there's lots of kind of crossovers and and the fact that you know he he attended a drama school that oh my kids went to and uh and some of my friends so it was nice to kind of have that kind of little Essex bond there always makes things uh, a little easier um thanks ever so much for listening as I said at the beginning uh, you can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash off the beaten track uh, and get access to stacks of other stuff and also like I say there's also 250 episodes you can just go and listen to for free on all the usual places Acast, Spotify, iTunes wherever you get your your podcasts from and if you're struggling for podcasts then head over to my magazine that I own with Scroobius Pip and Adam Richardson called Pod Bible www.podbiblemag.com and that's a one-stop shop for everything you ever need to know about podcasts anything you need to know about this very podcast is available on www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. Thanks ever so much for listening. Stay safe. Be excellent to one another. Much love. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save our souls clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. 
what else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beat & Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Eat him up.